0: we were facing uh, minus 15 to minus 20 days. Uh, and then with a the wind chill, it'd be like a minus 25 around there regularly. Uh, we did have sun, which was nice. Didn't get a lot of snow, which is even better because it, that changes the the surface of the ice ride, ice road. But it's, it's, it's an individual battle because every time you're out there, you're trying to figure out, you know, do I have enough in my legs to get to the next checkpoint and stop, you know, the rest stop. And you really have to push Really have to keep pushing and challenging yourself. Welcome to Ten Five, the official podcast of the OPP
1: Association. I'm Scott Mills,
2: and I'm Emily Brown. We are the strategic communications coordinators for the OPP Association, and your host for the Ten Five podcast, the official podcast of the OPP Association. The OPP Association is the sole bargaining agent for the close to 10,000 members of the Ontario Provincial Police in Canada. Our members are our focus and our strength. We aim to provide important information to our members and the public about matters that affect policing in the province of Ontario.
1: Today, we have uh, a really cool episode. Uh, In in preparing this episode, I got to say I was quite excited about it. Uh, You know, in my past, I was big into bikes as a cop and this is uh, just right off of my own heart. So today we welcome OPP Provincial Constable Adam Belanger as our guest. Adam is the Provincial Bike Coordinator for the uh, Ontario Provincial Police and he is involved heavily in the Ride Smart Cycling Education Programme. And we also have with us Tammy Heidbert of New Hope Community Bikes in Hamilton. So welcome, Adam, and welcome, Tammy.
0: Thank you. Uh, nice to be able to talk with you about the bike program today and just bikes in general and how they can uh, change their lives.
3: Yeah, thanks for the invitation. It's great to be here.
2: Thank you both. Uh, so, So we'll dive right into it. During the chilly month of March 2023, Adam was involved in the James Bay Epic Fat Bike Ride. So if you want to hear about some crazy stories regarding biking and the extreme North, stay tuned and also to learn about a program called New Hope Community Bikes, which is making a big difference in Northern Ontario in collaboration with the OPP. So um, Adam, we're going to kick it off with you and, and Tammy will dive into the New Hope Community Bike right after. Sounds good. Awesome. So Adam, we're thrilled you could join us today. Thank you. So first off, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your role with the OPP, where you work, and where you have worked.
0: Yeah, very good. Again, appreciate being on this uh, podcast. And so I started my policing career in uh, 2000, year 2000, uh, out of the uh, Bruce Peninsula Detachment. So over uh, uh, by Owen Sound area. And I... Did my and I've done my whole entire career there up into the this year but started off on the road like everyone else uh, you know getting your day wings and so on and moving on from there small community feel around this area and uh, although it's grown up over the years so 18 and a half years of uh, shift doing shift work and <laughs> uh, and then jumped into uh, the community safety officer role different animal uh, but just as equally as demanding um, you go from an operational to an administrative role in, and a proactive role is uh, it's different uh, for sure. Um, your focus is a little different. Your, your um, effort is the same, I would say. But it again, just your focus gets on a different items and such within the job. So And so I did that for a little while. I jumped in uh, with part of that is you're doing the media relations as well. Uh, and so that was kind of an eye-opener as well to, to see how our service uh, looks to the public and how we can improve that image for the public and with the public and that partnership. So went to uh, had an opportunity to be deployed to Pekanjicum. We worked on some uh, building a bike program up there over the next years to follow. There's some more stories with that, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, from that, I uh, saw the need and the opportunity to build... Uh, relationship and positive relationships with youth through bikes. And so in February 2021, a uh, decision note was accepted by the commissioner's command team to start up the ride cycling education program within the OPP. Uh, I've been on that program for the last couple of years and just this year, um, I am running the program full time through community safety services out of Orillia.
1: Well, Adam, uh, we flagged you as a potential guest on this podcast here after uh, one of our uh, OPP Association Directors, uh, Lynn Neal. Um, I I know she's big into her bicycle too. Um, She shared with us the details of uh, something called the James Bay Epic Fat Bike Ride uh, back in early 2023. And I, I must say, when she sent that to me, I opened up my eyes and I said that's going to be cold. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, uh, I was wondering, uh, this is a guy who rode his bike all winter long with Toronto police downtown all over the place. You know, I had the the funky handlebars, keep your hands warm. I'm like, that is going to be cold. Can, can you tell us exactly, um, Adam, what the James Bay Epic fat bike ride is?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the James Bay Epic fat bike ride, so James Bay Epic, um, was born out of an idea that we were built off of a, another ride we did over for for Picanticum First Nation, uh, which was the Ice Road Challenge. And so but with the James Bay Epic we amped it up a bit and I uh, you know, I was like to I like to fulfill the epic part of a of that um, title and so we would planned a three hundred kilometer ride up uh, the ice road that goes from Moose Factory to Um And I originally planned it over two days and uh, and the ambition got a little bit the best of me. And so uh, we stretched it out to three days. And so this ride took place uh, in March um, and it was a uh, hundred kilometers each day with fat bikes with studded tires because of the ice road surface. It was really a, a, an idea that we wanted to bring and raise awareness for bikes, for youth on bikes and youth uh, riding bikes and just the program itself, uh, and building this youth bike programs within these communities. So there's five communities along the James Bay Coast. There is Moose Factory, E uh, there's Kasechwan, uh there's Fort Albany, and also Attawapiskat. So those five communities um, are isolated in themselves, but when the ice road is in play, then they can be um, they're connected and so we really saw that as an opportunity to expand um, our impact with this program across the north as you know the opp are within our police moosini but the nishinaabe ashki police service are the lead uh, law enforcement for the other four communities so we partnered with them we partnered with new hope community bikes as long with uh, the ontario cycling Association. So. Uh, the, so again, the, we had a plan for building these bike youth bike programs, and we wanted to raise awareness and funds to do that. One of the objectives was to take bikes with us. Uh, so we had um, we had five cyclists that signed up for this endeavor, and uh, so it was myself. It was uh, Tom Creek, the commissioner of the OPP, <laughs> uh, Steve Redman, who is a constable out of uh, Manitoulin. And then we had two uh, civilians that joined us along, and they they actually picked up the ride off of Instagram when we posted it out there for everybody. And uh, they were like, they challenged each other, and they decided that they would just jump in two feet and uh, bought themselves some bikes and uh, kitted themselves up. And I picked them up in Alliston and drove north with them. And they were they were all in, so that was a fantastic opportunity. Um, it was it was really honestly a memorable time of just being out on the fat bikes but honestly the communities were so accepting of us and so we, they just for instance and i i can get into this now or we can talk about it in a bit but uh the opportunities were were endless to meet with community and uh even though the conditions for us seemed very unfair uh for them they they thought it was a great day when the sun was shining so
2: so that sounds like a lot of work and a lot of cold. I, I'm a cyclist myself, so I'm thinking particularly with studded tires. That must be, like, extra difficult on the legs.
0: It, it was a challenge. Uh, I think the biggest part that we came out with, though, is the wind. So the first day, we, uh, I had this idea that we were going to push north. We were going to go from Moose Factory up to Wapscat. And we had to change that up. The first day, we pushed 114 kilometers into a headwind the whole way. And uh, it was a challenge for everybody. And we, you know, being smarter than, you know, and thinking smarter, we decided we'll flip it around. And we actually drove up and then biked down with the wind at our back. So um, it did help just, you know, re, uh, retooling or <laughs> rethinking how we were going to do this ride. But, yeah, very good.
2: For sure. So we're going to put uh, information about the New Hope Community Bikes uh, website in the show notes if you're interested. And in particular, we're going to link to this event so you can read a little bit more about it and also a link to a really awesome program with youth and the OPP in Come. And uh, Tammy's going to explain very shortly how everything works.
1: Thanks, Emily. And uh, just before we get to Tammy, um uh, you mentioned, uh, Adam, that the commissioner of the OPP was involved up in James Bay for this fat bike ride, and uh, um, I think it's pretty cool that, that a commissioner of the OPP goes up and does something like this. Can you explain uh, Commissioner Craig's involvement there for us?
0: Yeah, so uh, I've had the opportunity to ride with a commissioner uh, through the OPP cycling team over the past couple of years, and uh, his his passion for cycling is probably second to nobody. Um, he has a really strong ride uh, habit and he he's, he's a very strong rider. And so for him, I think his connection to community and uh, is through bikes. A lot of what he does, he'll, he does through cycling events. Um, it's not the only thing. Obviously, he's a very busy man. But uh, when that opportunity comes along through the OPP cycling team or other charitable rides, uh, then... He's more than willing to participate. So when I threw the idea out to him, he just told me when and where. He just wanted to know when and where and he'd he'd be there. So uh, he was on board from the beginning, very supportive of the opportunity to engage youth in our communities, recognizing that when we get in front of something, instead of picking up the pieces later, right, there can be the investment part is, uh, is, is a lot better for us to invest on the front end than it is to try and pick up the pieces in the end. So, yeah, so I think having him there was excellent. Uh, he's definitely a leader on the ride, uh, both through his strength of riding and his, just his, uh, his oppor- the opportunity to be there and, uh, connect with those communities. One thing I would say is that he always stayed with the team. Like we had this opportunity one time to, uh, take up a house and he was going to jump. They offered it to him and said, do you go? do you want to, do you want the house for a bed? And he goes, no, I'll sleep on the arena floor with the guys. So, uh, it was uh it was really cool to see him just kind of stick with the group through the whole way so um, very uh very commendable for sure
1: well I was gonna ask you Adam I said did anybody keep up with him? but obviously yeah. it slowed down for everybody right <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's very he's very gracious that way yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: So just for some context, uh, we might have some international listeners and whatnot. Um, How did everyone get up to James Bay? How far is it from Toronto?
0: So from Toronto, you're looking at a 19-hour drive from, uh, to go, and because of the ice roads that are in play, you can actually drive right up to Moosinee. So it's 19 hours to drive to Moosinee. And it is... Uh, the road is not as smooth as a highway, but it definitely is kept in really good shape. And you can once you come out of uh, uh, Smooth Rock Falls, there you uh, kind of head north and on this other on this lone highway that ends, and then it gets onto a nice road and uh, into the community of Moose Factory, and then over Moose and E. So we drove right in with all the bikes uh, that we and the bikes we were delivering, and also the bikes that we were riding. And uh, yeah, it was. That yeah, was I was amazing, but yeah, nineteen hours, and then it's another uh, six hours north on the ice road to get to Atikapan. Driving, wow,
1: it's <laughs> a lot of traveling. It is. I understand, uh, Adam, that you guys did a virtual challenge to people to ride at home you did mention uh, two of the opp civilians that, that found out about this on instagram can you, can you just explain how the, the virtual part worked and were they part of it or how, how'd that go
0: yeah so we um had a virtual opportunity so basically if you weren't able to make that 19 hour drive with us or take that time off then you could ride where you live and so you could get on your bike where you are here whether that's riding a fat bike outside or if you're on a trainer inside and we, we um, asked ask for people to do that, to kind of ride with us, to support with us and to raise uh, that awareness and funds for uh, this worthy cause. And so that was the case. Um, the two civilians that came with us, they actually came with us. And so we picked them up. They came up with us. So we had five riders in total that did this ice road challenge or sorry, this James Bay epic ride. And it was nothing but epic for sure.
2: So everyone who was participating virtually, how did they connect online?
0: Yeah, so we created a Strava club. And uh, you basically, when you, when you log into that Strava club, when you sign up for it, it would keep your kilometers and uh, you would have uh, a tally of what you did for that day or for that event in the end. So we had three days of riding. Uh, we did 300 kilometers and we had some other people down here that uh, matched us as well. And it was it was amazing. It was great. It wasn't. It's a very challenging time of year because, you know, people get their heads wrapped up into skiing or they get their eyes fixed on something else, whether it's a vacation or not. We ran into a lot of that vacation time. Uh, And so there was some apprehension, I think, on people's parts about actually going up and participating. But we did. We had the people here riding for us and with us. So.
1: We'll put that uh, Strava Club link. I think it's still up there. L- last I checked, we'll put that in the show notes. And uh, h- how do people donate? And, and is that still possible to donate and uh, for, for this event or what you're trying to accomplish up there? Adam?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, donations are getting ex- are, will be received through New Hope Community Bikes, and so they have. Um, a earmarked fund set up for northern uh, communities and specifically the James Bay area for this one. Um, so any monies that would go to New Hope Community Bikes and earmarked for James Bay Epic or James Bay Communities would be uh, put into that monies to be used to expand the programming. We actually ended up taking 25 bikes up with us and fundraise the money for those 25 bikes. Uh, and they were all fat bikes that we got through uh, a Moose Bicycle Company. And uh, so it was pretty cool to, to associate the Moose Bike Company with Moose & E and Moose Factory. And so they were, they were a great partner with us on, a, on this, uh, this ride as well.
2: So yeah, that's certainly a, an epic ride to be sure. And you touched on this a little bit, Adam, but I, I'm just wondering if you can share with us like what, it, what it's like individually to ride in the cold for 300 kilometers on a fat bike.
0: Yeah, um, I think yeah, it's it's being smart. It's about knowing what to wear, what to dress like, uh, and for the weather. And so we were facing uh, minus fifteen to minus twenty days, uh, and then with a the wind chill, it'd be like a minus twenty five around there regularly. Uh, we did have sun, uh, which was nice. Didn't get a lot of snow, which is even better because it that changes the the surface of the of the the ice ride ice road. But it's, it's, it's an individual battle because every time you're out there, you're trying to figure out, you know, do I have enough in my legs to get to the next checkpoint and stop, you know, the rest stop. And you really have to push, really have to keep pushing and challenging yourself. Now it's a team effort as well because everybody's helping each other. And so we would, we would cut the wind and we would draft behind each other to kind of to get, yeah, to get to the next, next uh, stop and so on. Now on that, point i think we, you know it really takes a team to get get accomplished something like this and so we had a lot of logistical help as well uh we had a trailer that was following with us and had our food and was able we were able to get into for some heat so um it, that was good and i can't say enough about that crew as well they they prepped everything for us they had a, our stuff and they were able to help with the bikes that donate um, when we donated at communities and stuff and it's a, it's a battle enough to ride, Never mind to try and, uh, function after you get off the bike. So, uh, again, I can't say enough about that helping group for sure.
1: Well, uh, that, that link we talked about for donations, uh, we think it's quite important. And so we're going to put that in the show notes as well. But, um, this kind of leads me to my next question, Adam, many people may ask what the impact of something like this ride is. And, uh, uh, I I sat there and watched a number of YouTube videos on this. And I got to say, I, I'm blown away. It, it's The impact's amazing. But I, can you elaborate on the impact uh,
0: for the, the kids and the youth and the communities you touched with this ride? Yeah. So I one of the things that I always take away from is that, you know, I always, whenever we go up to these communities and we go into these, uh, any community for that matter, across Ontario, I always try and find the impact of one individual. What does that look like? And and have that conversation with them and figure out how that, you know, what does that look like to you as an, as you go through this? And so I, I've taken many teams into Bikanchum. Um even this team that I took up for this James Bay Epic ride, I said that to them and I challenged them to say, you know, connect with one youth while you're there or connect with one person in the community and take that home with you. So in this instance, we had multiple contacts with community members and just as an example. So we rode the first day, a hundred kilometers up to this, the the cutoff to Fort Albany. And we had information that it was a 13 kilometer ride from there into the community. And we weren't going to put our bikes in the trailer. We were going to ride it in. Well, we had the community meet us. We had, um, the we had the deputy chief that was there we had the chief was also there along with some other band council members and some community members and they had a a sacred fire for us right at the turnoff there and there's nothing more satisfying than being greeted by somebody when you get to a checkpoint or a, to a point to stop and and uh, and and get around a fire that's warm and get around people that have good conversation and then they amped it up a bit and said, hey, we want to ride this 13 kilometers with you guys. So we got some of the donation fat bikes out of the trailer. And the deputy chief jumped on some of the other council members jumped on. And I kid you not, it was like minus 25. And they were, they were just smiling the whole way. And, uh, you know, we had tired legs, but uh, because of their effort, and because of the what they were showing us and what they were displaying, as far as You know that community partnership and community um, engagement we were we were able to complete that 13 kilometers for a total of 113 that first day and just yeah it was so cold (laughs) but uh, they were so engaged and they were so ready to see what this program could offer to their youth and so we're excited for the future of this program
2: love it what a great story so is this now an annual ride or is it going to happen again adam
0: oh whoa 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 um
2: <laughs> come on
0: come on <laughs> yeah you know what it did it won't take much to get me going again um i i there's some opportunities for that we've had some interest from naps so nishinaabiyashki police service uh to partner with them on it uh i know new hope would be in on it right tammy yep <laughs> so <laughs> so it's it's one of those things that we can build on and uh, i think people they saw it it was it was feasible. It was, it was we are able to complete it. We were able to do it and still live to tell about it. And so I think uh, I think we'll have a lot more people jump in and say, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that too. So um, there's a, there's an opportunity, and we'll have to stay tuned.
2: And I mean, that's a great segue to bring you into the conversation there, Tammy. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about the New Hope Community Bike and how it works.
3: Sure. Yeah. So New Hope Community Bikes is a cycling education charity and uh, yeah, we're based out of Hamilton Ontario and our focus is on providing access to bicycles, equipment and resources, educational resources. Um, And we do that in a few different ways. We have a bicycle shop, it's a social enterprise a shop that operates much like a a normal bicycle shop. We sell some new parts and uh, new bikes, but we focus on uh, use and affordability. So people will donate old bikes to us and we refurbish them and sell them at low cost. We take parts off of bikes so that people can purchase their own uh, pieces if they wanna build their own bike, but at, again, an affordable rate. And we offer a number of community programming out of that space. So we teach basic bike repair uh, courses to various uh, populations. We offer DIY sessions. So people can work on their own bikes and have kind of a mechanic on site to guide them through those process and they can use our tools and our resources. And it's about being a community bike shop. So you're building community around bicycles, around cycling. And that's kind of the bricks and mortar space that we have. And then we have a number of community programs that launch out of that same focus affordability, accessibility, and that includes price point, but it also includes bringing resources into communities that uh, wouldn't be able to access it. And so, yeah, we've got a program for women, uh, just building confidence, certainly riding on city streets and uh, learning the rules of the road and feeling confident taking up the space on the road. We have a program for seniors that are more isolated and vulnerable. We take them out on a tri and bike them around uh, at the Hamilton waterfront. And then our biggest program, our most known program is Ride Smart. And uh, we put that together back in 2015. And it it combines can bike uh, curriculum with physical health curriculum. And it's, it essentially is that. It's a bit of a curriculum-based program. And it walks children and youth and adults, essentially, anybody new to riding through the fundamentals of cycling. And it starts with helmet fit and balance and understanding how your bike works, the mechanics of it. So you know that the bike that you have is, is equipped to, to, to guide you on your ride for the day. Um, and it progressively builds skills of straight line riding, uh, shoulder checking, making sure we understand how to be predictable. And it ends with a combination of riding on obstacles that we've created, the ramps and skinnies and seesaws. And that's, of course, the highlight for everybody is to kind of pray, play and practice on those things. Um, and so that program is very active, particularly in Hamilton, uh, April, May, June. And September, October, we're busy with schools and that program. And in the summer months, we're at Boys and Girls Clubs and community centers and cooperatives running that same program. And it's actually that program that linked us to uh, the OPP. Um, and uh, as Adam mentioned, he was in Pekanchkum um, and had seen Project Journey kind of at work under uh, Sergeant Chris Amel. And there were 30 fat bikes, and of course, Adam is a keen keen mountain biker, and so Piqued his interest to see what that program was about, and uh, just connected with uh, Sergeant Mel about interest in supporting that initiative. And so, in 2016, Adam invited a number of folks from New Hope Community Bikes to come on up to Bakerscum, and uh, we used that time to, yeah, do some trail building, do some skill building on mechanics, just do some program writing, teaching cycling skills to the youth there and uh the focus really of project journey and i think still with the right smart stuff is to build relationships uh to build capacity to help encourage youth to focus on healthy choices and just invest invest in the youth and uh, show them the potential and so since 2016 uh certainly in picantium specifically that program continues to evolve and grow and we've in that time helped to build a bicycle shop so converting a a shipping container to a bicycle shop. We've trained some of the youth in mechanics so that they can fix their own bikes. They run their own cycling program. And every year we go back to kind of retrain in mechanics to do some cycling program, to do some rebuilding of trails, to move that shipping container to a more feasible location um, and just show that investment in the youth. And actually just a few weeks ago, uh, uh, five or six youth from that community came down to Hamilton area to visit our bike shop to see how things ra- ran. I, I think it was really neat to see their interest in the cycling, but to to know that just a couple months ago, they organized their own fundraising ice road ride again. Uh, and that's what we want to see is that over time, the youth are showing uh, interest and uh, motivation and taking responsibility for the cycling program, which has really happened in Pecancicum.
1: That's really good stuff, mean I, I... I was watching one uh, YouTube video there, and uh, anybody who knows me knows my my online name is Graffiti BMX Cop because I was all about BMX <laughs> and graffiti when I was when I was a cop, and uh, that's all in a good way, like doing murals and bike parks and stuff. And I I I saw that you guys had got up there and you looked at one of the uh, the dirt kind of tracks that you'd spent hours on it, and it wasn't quite the way you left it and i could just <laughs> feel the disappointment in my heart for you so i guess one of my questions is how, how do you I, I i see what you're doing and, and you're getting the, the people up there to uh to uh believe in this and, and move it on but um how do how do you maintain it uh, the the labor of love is really what it is so how, how do you make it sustainable and maintain it I guess that question is maybe for Tammy because I think you guys are really involved still with that up
3: there. Sure, yeah, it takes certainly it takes time, (laughs) yeah, and it takes work. Um, But it is it's about the relationships and the investment, and so uh, there's a lot more logistical challenges the further north and the further remote you go, and so that does make it a challenge to infuse the amount of time and resources we would like. But uh, again, I think Picanchum is a great example of that. Since 2016, we can see incrementally uh, the youth uh, taking ownership and pride in their bike shop and in those programs. And so I think the sustainability piece comes with us consistently showing up as frequent as we can with the resources that we have um, and maintaining those relationships and building on them And um, again, I think from their trip, the youth that came a few weeks ago uh, to show them that there's a community around them broader than their Picantica community that cares. And so we had just a small dinner with some local folks here who support New Hope Community Bikes and have supported the Picantica program, who've donated to it. Um, And we just had a shared meal together. And I think that hope was to just communicate to the youth that we care about them, and we wanna see what they're doing succeed. And here are some people that you don't even know that care enough uh, to invest the time and energy and resources to help you be successful. And so I think that sustainability uh, comes with time, consistently um, checking in, providing resources as needed, and the right kind of resources and the right kind of support. So not too much that we're doing it for, um, not too much that we're taking over, but enough that it helps them pick up the pieces and make it their own. And I think we're learning what it looks like in each community will be different, um, but we're not pulling out. And I don't know if we ever would pull out because we like those relationships, but we certainly will watch over time how we can uh, pull back some resources as they take on that ownership in those pieces. And so it, I think the secret to sustainability is just giving it the time it needs and the right resources at the right time to make it uh, to go the right way. Well,
1: it's, it's great work you're doing. And um, I really want to ask you each this uh, question here because we um, we started something on, I think this is our close to our 100th episode here that we've done, and we started asking three wishes and um i think it's just amazing what you're doing definitely building bridges and uh if you youtube you know new hope community bikes OPP, come anything like that you'll see a lot of videos on there they're quite inspiring and uh so i was just wondering adam we'll start with you and then we'll get over to tammy can you tell us what your three wishes
0: are uh, adam yeah okay i think. First would be uh, the continued commitment from the OPP for the um, for youth of Ontario. And so I, I mean that from the point of any time that, and Tammy was speaking about this with the, when it comes to, um, you know, continuation of a program or even to continuation of growth is that, you know, any time when we invest and through effort and investment and we will see a turnaround of stewardship and ownership in that. And so from the youth. And so I, I think that's important for our organization to, under, to, to continue with that. Um, secondly, um, you know, I would like to say a bike in every youth's hands for Ontario. I think that'd be a cool wish uh, to be answered. Uh, and then also with that, the opportunity to participate in some sort of program that allows them to develop their skills and also their, their ability on that bike safe for safety and also just fun and, and enjoyment, uh, and then the third would be, uh, wow, that's a good one. I don't know. I'm trying to think of uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many there, but uh, just to continue the effort uh, and to see the, the the kids smiling, like it's it was really cool that that visit that we had recently from the Pekanjikum Youth Bike uh, Bicycle Club, um, and to see them come and and just be. Uh, and be engaged. And, and I'll, I'll say those who have been to Buchanjicum and probably uh, quite a few that are listening to this podcast within our service, one of the one of the youths went back to their community after being down here for the weekend and, and just seeing, you know, and, and speaking with us and just engaging with the, with the group. They went back and they asked the teacher who had came down with them and said, I noticed that a lot of people around Buchanjicum walk around with black on and they have hoodies on all the time, even though it's really hot out. How come they wear black all the time? And so you know their eyes are being open to you know is if there's underlying issues of hopelessness, then what what can give you hope right and what can what can inspire you and what can motivate you? And so we think bikes is a good idea for this. Uh, we think bikes can uh, get people active physically also helps with mental health um, and also just getting out on a bike is often um, a release from maybe what we're tied to back home so,
2: that's awesome, thank you, Adam, and, and we wish you well on your journey. So, if, if people listening are interested, um, how can they get in touch with you, Adam?
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on the email there, so uh, Adam. at opP.CA is a good one. Um, and then, if you if you look up Ride Smart Cycling Educo- Education Program within uh, the intranet on our our, our organizational website there or uh, intranet site. Uh, you'll see my contact number there as well. So um, feel free to reach out to me anyway, and we can discuss what it looks like in your community. I will say just one more thing. I'm, I'm excited for, we're, we're starting up some youth bike shops in communities also. So through the RideSmart program, we're seeing kids that want to work on bikes. And so Meaford will be starting a youth bike shop in uh, Victoria Village, which is a uh, great county, uh, a county owned housing facility. And, And so we'll be starting up a bike shop like that. So there's opportunities to expand past just the bicycle safety program or even the Ride Smart program, but to expand into caring for the bikes and engaging youth through those avenues as well. So
1: good work, Adam. And uh, you can always reach us here at the OPP Association as well. And uh, we'll connect you with the right people. Just a quick email to communications at oppa.ca goes to both Emily and myself. So
2: And now, Tammy, you're not off the hook. We'd love to hear your three wishes.
3: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, so um, I I was going to have more like big picture, and they're still there, like Empower, Inspire, but I do think very practically because I have to look at numbers and budgets. I would love, number one, every time Adam shoots me a text or sends me an email and says, hey, I've got a conversation, you know, cooking up in this community. Can we... You know get 50 bikes or can we make a visit or can we do this so I could go absolutely I got the money I got the people off we go and so my wish is that that capacity of resources is ready and available because the potential and the interest from communities across Ontario for ride smart for engaging their youth for developing more programs is there and uh, I'd love if we could match that interest with the resources available. Right now, we're building that capacity. My wish is that we have that capacity, again, through volunteerism, through donations, through just access to resources. So that's that would be the first thing on my mind. Yes, it's budget season for Tammy, so that's why it's on my mind. (laughs) Um, Secondly and third, I'd say a combination. It's kind of that big picture stuff, but I I would love that. The investment and the care and the provision of Ride Smart um, Bikes programming encourages the youth and the children for their future. That they they feel the investment in themselves, the their self confidence builds, their sense of what their potential is. That they could maybe they become a professional mountain biker, or maybe with the skills of mechanics of repair, they really feel and grow into a mechanical. Um, skills area and that's a future job for them that they actually see potential for their future in something related to bicycles because bicycles are fun and they're great for mental health and physical health but if they can provide a job or a great opportunity for recreation then i hope that we can give that inspiration for them and uh and i think lastly uh i do like that sustainability piece and particularly with more remote communities it is harder to get resources, the cost of getting stuff there. Uh, so if we can really spend the, the time that's needed to build the capacity so that we can see longevity of these resources, um, that would be what I'd love to see is is this Pekanchika multiplied across a province where youth are taking this on and, uh, and they're all self-sufficient and doing their own thing with the supports from outside. So those are my three.
2: Great wishes, both of you. We're coming to the end of our podcast. So, Adam, do you have any final words for us?
0: I think for our membership, uh, we've been out about, uh, I've been out and about doing training with our auxiliaries and also with our officers that are completing the cycling patrol training courses. Um, And so I think just if you're looking to be involved, then get in touch with me. Um, if you're looking to have a bicycle program come, like a Ride Smart program, come to your community, get in touch with me. And, you know, anywhere that you see uh, this might fit, um, you know, it probably will work really well. If you think it, it's probably doable. So uh, just a matter of just getting the re- like resources behind you. Uh, in that sense, we actually have a partnership with uh, Miller, the Miller Group, which is a big construction company. And they purchased five trailers for us and we're getting those out across our province so that each region can have a trailer full of bikes with helmets and all the resources to run a ride smart program
1: that's great stuff uh thanks adam uh tammy uh, any last words from you
3: yeah i would probably simply say uh a great appreciation for this partnership with the opp essentially uh, connecting with Adam on a very frequent basis. So he's uh, fun to work with. He's passionate. he is very positive and optimistic, uh, maybe more so than I. So I'm very grateful for the energy uh, that that partnership has. but in general, for New Hope community bikes, this you know, modest cycling education charity in Hamilton to be able to partner with such a strong, large organization across the province and has such a great reach that we certainly would not be able to do on our own has been phenomenal. And to point to the leadership of the OPP. So I've had uh, a few um, engagements now with the commissioner and I'd say my re- reflection of the leadership of Thomas Karik, uh in uh, the OPP uh, community is amazing. And so I witnessed it. He doesn't just stand behind something by words, uh, but through movement, through action, through designating this role, uh, supporting the youth involvement, and then yes, he was pulling most of those fat bike riders most of the time because he's a strong cyclist. Like he, he leads by words and actions, and so to see his commitment to youth and children, and to want to see the betterment of communities, I think the OPP is so blessed to have him as your leader. And so that's just a, a reflection that I've had. And uh, so I'm grateful for that partnership and to be surrounded by such a passionate group of, of leaders and partners in that way. So thank you for that.
2: And thank you both for taking the time to join us on the podcast today. That is our episode for this week. You've been listening to OPP Provincial Constable Adam Belanger, who is the Provincial Bike Coordinator for the OPP and Tammy Hydebert of New Hope Community Bikes in Hamilton. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button on your podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every other Friday morning. On behalf of Scott and myself, it is our pleasure to host the 10.5 podcast. From everyone here at the OPP Association, thank you for listening and stay safe.